Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is June 27th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Awesome God by Rich Mullins. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 13 through 31, and from the book of Romans, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and chapter 12, verse 19. Today's message comes from my list of sermons yet to be given. And the title of today's message is, To Whom Then Will You Liken God? If you follow me, I've mentioned that I have a list of sermons that are not yet given. And God has me list titles of sermons for the future. And last night, as I was trying to figure out where I was going to read from today, he pointed me to the list and he pointed me to this message in particular. It has been a while since I have read from the book of Isaiah. If you follow me, I do read from the beginning, Genesis 1, all the way to the end of Revelation. And then I'll go back and reread from the beginning to the end and I'll just keep doing that. So it has been a while since I have read from the book of Isaiah, and it's been a while since I've read this chapter, chapter 40. So we will read it together. I am currently in the book of Romans, and so I, I have these passages from Romans 2 fresh in my mind. I believe that, let's see, I am currently... In Romans chapter 4 but I have also listed of course in today's message from Romans chapter 12 verse 19 so today we're going to talk about God and how we can't liken anybody to God God is God he is the avenger of all. He is the judge and he avenges, gosh, the wrath of God is like no other. If there's an evil person doing evil, watch out. These people, they don't, they don't believe in God, the evil people. They don't fear God. But one day, they will get what's coming to them. There are a lot of testimonies about how people turn from evil to good. In other words, they didn't. They didn't just become good. Somebody, somewhere along the way, taught them about Jesus Christ. And because of their belief in Jesus Christ, they left good and, they, excuse me, they left evil and became good. 
there, there are still a lot more people that God is waiting on. Because he can't come back until all of his children have come to him. All of his children are saved. So you and I are saved, but, well, if you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and all that he did and believe in your heart, you and I are saved, but God is still waiting for many people yet. Or it could just be one person, but I think it's still many people that still have to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And of course, my hope always is that this ministry reaches those that are lost. Because I don't know about you, but I am ready for God to return. I am ready for Jesus Christ to come back and get rid of all of the evil. In my last message, I mentioned that the evil people can't kill the good people. Literally, because we don't die. Sure, they do kill people. They kill good people. They really do. But all of those good people that have perished by the hand of an evil person, they are in heaven. They are not dead. That was the message that I was trying to get across from the last message. Evil kills evil. They really do. And the evil people that are, that are killed by evil, they, they uh, are forever separated from God. They enter into that wrath of God. And now that they're dead, they're seen. They're seeing what's what. Just like in that story of Lazarus and the rich man. That rich man was trying to say, please warn my brothers so they don't end up in this place, in the pit of hell, in the fire, where he couldn't quench his thirst. That's where all these evil people will end up. But God's holy ones, we may perish from this world, but we live everlasting, our everlasting life with Jesus Christ in heaven. Let's get started on today's scripture. If you want to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. And we will begin in verse 13. I hope I don't fumble my words. But here we go. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has informed him? With whom did he consult, and who gave him understanding? And who taught him in the path of justice, 
and taught him knowledge and informed him of the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, he lifts up the islands like fine dust. Even Lebanon is not enough to burn, nor its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are regarded by him as less than nothing and meaningless. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare with him? As for the idol, a craftsman casts it, a goldsmith plates it with gold, and a silversmith fashions chains of silver. He who is too impoverished for such an offering selects a tree that does not rot. He seeks out for himself a skillful craftsman to prepare an idol that will not totter. Do you not know have you not heard? Has it not been declared to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He it is who reduces rulers to nothing, who makes the judges of the earth meaningless. Scarcely have they been planted, scarcely have they been sown, scarcely has their stock taken root in the earth, but he merely blows on them and they wither, and the storm carries them away like rubble. To whom then will you liken me that I would be his equal? says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these stars, the one who leads forth their host by number. He calls them all by name. Because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me escapes the notice of God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, 
the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though your youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Pause. To whom will you liken God? In verse 25, he says, this is the Holy One. To whom then will you liken me? That I will be equal to anyone. Nobody can be equal to God. Not even Satan. He, Satan has deceived so many people to think that they can be like God. From the very, very beginning, when he says to Eve, don't you want to be like God and know everything? And she took an eight of the forbidden fruit. So many are being deceived by the devil. So many. God, who of course is the God of justice, of vengeance, of wrath. I know a lot of people want to take matters in their own, into their own hands, but even throughout the Old Testament, God was with them fighting the battle. He was the leader of the battle. For instance, the, the 400 that went out, was it with Gideon? It was Gideon, but there was 300, an army of only 300. That's all God said he needed. Why? Because he was with them. It wasn't Gideon doing it on his, on his own and in his own strength. I guess the message that God, God wants to come out today is times are really, really tough. But vengeance is his. When he draws the sword, I don't know exactly what his plan is, but I know when he comes back, he has, he's killing people left and right. He's, he shows no mercy, absolutely no mercy. Up until that point, because of all of the evil, God is currently sending people to rescue his people. And we have to, whatever God calls us to do, we have to do it. We have to, to go. 
here I am, Lord, send me. And when he sends you, you have to go whatever he says to do because he's with you. He is the one fighting through you. It's really God's sword that is drawn. When he says, draw your sword, it's he is the one taking care of all of the evil. And he's doing it in his own time. And there are so many in captivity right now and more being abducted every single day into the horrors of human trafficking. It's horrible, horrible what is happening. So much evil, so much evil. But guys, the vengeance is God's. Don't go out and kill people on your own. Wait for an order from the Lord. If that's what he's chosen to do. But he's also, he makes it very clear that we must wait and wait for him. So we, we don't trump his word. Be careful not to trump God's word. So very hard. Don't just sit and do nothing. Pray. And if God sends you to go and rescue somebody, go and do it. For his hand is on you and with you. He takes care of evil. He takes care of evil. And let's go over to Romans really quick and read. Okay, Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 11 says this. Therefore you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment. For in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O oh man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each person according to his deeds. To those who, by perseverance in doing good, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. And to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation. There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory and honor 
and peace to everyone who does good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. Pause. I actually read through verse 13. So what does this, what is this telling us? Loud and clear, I am hearing that justice belongs to God. And that no matter how much evil is in the world, we cannot repay evil for evil. Jesus said that. We cannot repay evil for evil. It's no longer an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. We just have to be really careful about what we think God is telling us. Because I said earlier, wait for God's instruction, wait for his order, and his hand will be with you and on you. But it's always a good idea to get confirmation. Because what if the wrong voice is in your head? What if it's a demonic voice that, quite frankly, Quite frankly, a lot of people do evil things saying God said to do it. <laughs> They're not listening to the voice of God. So, I know that when, and Jesus is always leaving us great examples in the Bible, when he was arrested, and he knew what was coming because scripture tells us that he knew, he knew why he came. Nothing took him by surprise. But the Apostle Peter had a sword. And he cut off one of the, uh, I believe he was a guard, his, his slave's ear. And I might have that wrong. And Jesus said, those that kill by the sword die by the sword. Or something like that. I should really look that scripture up. But Jesus rebuked Peter at that point. And it's a, it's a lesson because what was going to take place with Jesus was evil, evil, evil. There were evil men picking him up to do evil things to him. And ultimately hang him on that cross to die. Yet he told Peter to put his sword down. I'm going to find that scripture really quick because I'm going to put it on pause. Okay, so it's Matthew chapter 26, verse 52 and 53. says this. I'm going to go ahead and read 54 as well because I think that verse is important. So then Jesus said to him, 
I'm going to go ahead and start at 51, sorry. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of the verse before uh, the Apostle Peter, Peter, excuse me, draws his sword. 51, and behold, one of those who were with Jesus reached and drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all those who take up the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot appeal to my Father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? How then will the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must happen this way? Pause. All of that is so important. It's an important lesson. Jesus, at a time when he should have, any normal person would have agreed, get your sword out and, and get rid of these people. But because he is God, and who can we liken to God? Absolutely nobody. We cannot trump God's word. We have to be hearers of the word and doers of the word. We cannot trump God's word by going ahead of him and, and taking matters into our own hands where we're drawing swords. He says also that whoever takes up the sword shall perish by the sword. And then he says, or do you think, and even today, do you think that God can't send legions of angels to rescue people? He can, but he, he hasn't. And why? Because scriptures need to be fulfilled. What he says in the Holy Bible, he warns us that evil only gets more evil. The LGBTQ movement gets worse and more corrupt and depraved minds. He leaves in their depraved minds. That's also in Romans. God knows what he's doing. He, if he wanted to send legions of angels to the rescue of the many people that need to be rescued, he would send them. And perhaps he's going to send men on his behalf. I don't know where, the, I haven't read that in scripture, where he sends people to fight his battle before he returns. So if you've read that, please share it with me because I, I, again, don't know what God is doing. I don't know if he's going to send people with swords to fight his battle. I don't know that. So I can't say something that I don't know. But if he's telling you to do, go and rescue people, go and do it. When Jesus came to the earth to teach humanity about himself, he taught us many valuable lessons and a lot of it was that he is given authority to judge everyone. He is the one that can place judgment on someone. Because we don't know who is going to turn 
from evil to good. We don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. And so we have to wait for his order for confirmation. He did not tell anyone from what I could read in scripture in the old, excuse me, in the New Testament that he needed humankind to fight the battle, the end battle. Otherwise, would we need him to come to fight the battle if he's leaving us to do that? All of this takes place to fulfill scripture. Like he mentioned to Peter in that passage in Matthew to the apostles that everything needs to take place in order for scripture to be fulfilled. So don't be idle by any means. There is much work to do. We have to become stronger prayer warriors. We could be praying for one person who is in captivity that is praying and God could hear because when two or more gather in his name, he hears. So that person, because of prayer, could be the next person rescued. And then there are a lot of people that are really getting into the thick of it. And they are truly rescuing a lot of children that need to be rescued. There's a lot happening. And we, we should, at the very least, be praying, being vocal in our schools. Child trafficking, I don't know if you've heard, but it is happening the most in the United States of America. It's just happening everywhere and we have to be their voice. We have to to get out there and talk to our representatives about doing something about it. We, we can do things about it. But Jesus... Like I said a little bit ago, he could send his legions of angels to the rescue, to rescue the people that need rescued. And I have not found in scripture where he is going to use mankind to fight his battle for him. Because scripture says Jesus is coming back and when he comes back, he's going to do away with all the evil. I mean, he's coming full vengeance on and he is going to kill everybody and anybody that was evil that was that was had not turned from bad to good and, and he's they're all going to die so because he's coming back i don't believe that he's expecting us to liken ourselves better than god to step in front of him and start fighting his battles because are we, are we trying to tell him we don't trust him to come and do what he's going to say that he's going to do? It, is that the, the message kind of gets a little muddy like that? Like, well, I'm going to go, you know, so many people are so upset. And, you know, righteous anger is a, is a real thing. So many people are upset. They're ready to buy their swords. They're ready to, to go and execute people, from what I can understand. But I am just telling you, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky road that 
we if we we're not sure I am not sure that anybody should be out there doing any harm to people unless God is literally instructing that person to do harm I haven't read in any of the New Testament that God is ordering people to go go kill people I've not I've not seen that in in this battle of, of all the ugliness that's going on the LGBTQ plus community and the child trafficking and all of that this is different than uh, fighting nation nation fighting another nation in in an army setting that this is almost like people are just ready to just go and take down all the bad guys but like in Romans chapter 2 anybody that draws a sword and kills by the sword Jesus says you're going to die by the sword and he's not saying in my opinion he's not saying to go and go and start killing people I'm going to get into it a little bit more in part two because I'm not able to finish this message today it time got out of my uh, I, I didn't have enough time to complete this message so I'm going to do a part two and in that part two I will read Romans the second part of Romans and part of chapter Luke because I want to talk about two other swords the story of the two other swords that Jesus said that the apostles needed I truly believe that he it was metaphorically speaking although Peter did have a sword but Jesus talks more about fighting his battles fighting battles with the spirit of the sword the sword of the spirit excuse me one good example is Stephen he was fighting the enemy by speaking the Word of God into existence and fighting the battle and using the spirit of the sword of the spirit and fighting that battle yeah they stoned him to death but he fought his battle and he went to heaven because again we the bad guys cannot kill us we go right to heaven so anyway you may not agree with some of the things that I've said today and that's okay you may interpret scripture different than I do but from what I can tell Jesus wants us to be out there delivering the Great Commission and saving souls. He wants us to fight our battles using the sword of the Spirit because that's the only way that we can defeat. I mean, these are demons that we're up against. Demons are influencing all of these evil people. And they're fallen angels. We need to let God do his work and then take assignments as he gives us. So I'll come on and do part two 
hopefully by Friday, because I do want to read that scripture in Romans, and I have some scripture in Luke that I want to read, and then I want to go over the bullet points um, from our reading in Isaiah, and then whatever else the Lord wants me to say in regards to this to this message. And, and it's just a very important message, and so I'm glad that I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it. Uh, I think it's it's good to uh, share what we know and to pray for each other and to just get in prayer groups and start praying because I really believe in the power of two or three praying for one one situation and if if we've got children praying trying to get out of where they're at their hellhole that they're uh, being kept oh how I wish that I could rescue all of them but Jesus he warns us that, that this world is going to get this way and that's why we are to bring in and educate people that are lost and talk to them about the gospel of Christ and bring them into the, to the kingdom of God. Okay, I'll end there. Until next time, I give all the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.